0: you're listening to a message brought to you by Christian Life Church Ross-on-Wye. To find out more about us, go to www.clch.cc. I'm going to ask you to do something. And when I ask you to do this, I want you to think about how you feel about what I'm asking you to do. And um, so I want you to grab your stuff, everything that you brought with you and I want you to move seats so if you are at the back I want you to move to the front if you're on the left I want you to move to the right I'm gonna grab my guitar. <laughs> um, if, yeah if you need to um, but I want you to move <clears throat> I need my glasses though <laughs> mine will take, mine off my head. take mine off my head all right okay okay <laughs> <laughs> So again, whilst you're doing this, I want you to think about how you're feeling. Some of you will probably be quite annoyed I think, why am I doing this? Why is he making me do this? What a waste of time. It's some silly point. Some of you will be thinking, well, I always sit here. It's my seat. I want to stay where I am. Some will be saying, well, I got here early to bag my space. Because I like it here. I don't want to move. Thank you for doing that. That was really good. I thought that might take a bit longer, so we might even be quicker today. So that, that is really well done. Um, but you're in a different place. You're in a different place than when you arrived, than when you first sat down, that the light where you are now is different, that the sound is different. What you can see is different. You may even see something in the building that you've not seen before. Why is that? Because you've moved and you've got a different perspective, that you see things differently. You know, we get so into the way things are and we have these habits and these choices that we make every day because they're easy. That I always sit there because I like sitting there or I sit at the back because it's better for the kids and, you know, I can get near the toys if I need them. But there's always those patterns, those thought processes, that we make these decisions. But it's, you know, there's this thing with neurology that they say that the brain makes the quickest and easiest decision that it can. It doesn't really want to think about it. It wants to save as much energy and be as efficient as it can be. So I'll make a decision and I'll do that. And then what happens is we make the same decisions and we look at things the same way every time. That's the way the brain works. But in that passage that we read today, Jesus wants us to have a different perspective. What does he say? We're going to re- I think Karis read that. I didn't realise this was in the what's it. But the passage, it says this. It says, Matthew 18, verses 1 to 5. At that time, the disciples came to Jesus and asked, who then is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And he called to him a child and placed the child among them. And he said, truly, I tell you, unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Truly, I tell you, unless you change, you will never of the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever takes this lowly position of this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And whoever welcomes one such child in my name welcomes me. And then in the Passion Translation, it says this. It says, at that time, the disciples came to ask Jesus, who is considered to be the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Jesus called a little one to his side and said to them, learn this well unless you dramatically change your ways of thinking, become teachable, become teachable, and learn about heaven's kingdom realm with wide-eyed wonder of a child, you will never be able to enter in. Whoever continually humbles himself to become like this gentle child is the greatest one in heaven's kingdom realm. And if you tenderly care for this little one, on my behalf, you are tenderly caring for me. Learn this well. Unless you dramatically change your ways of thinking and become teachable and learn about heaven's kingdom realm with the wide-eyed wonder of a child you will never be able to enter in. I don't think he's saying that you'll never be saved. It isn't about salvation, because you will be saved. He believes on the name of Jesus, will be saved. But actually... Salvation isn't always the goal. Salvation is the beginning. What is important is the restoration of all things. And your journey, our journey, doesn't begin and end with salvation. It begins with salvation. But actually the journey is where we need to change our thinking, where we need a fresh perspective, where we need what the Holy Spirit is going to reveal to us. We get so fixed in what we think and the way we behave that God says, no, no, you need to be like Flossie. You need to eat your sweets in front of everybody. You need to go and explore. You need to find out what's going on. You don't need to be worried about doing the right thing, behaving the way I think I should behave or the way that the culture tells me to behave or the way it should be done. Actually, no. You need to be you, and you need to listen to my voice that is within you. It also says, in, this story sort of repeats itself a bit later on, or, or it happens again. In Matthew 19, it says, then they brought little children to Jesus so that he would lay his hands on them, bless them, and pray for them. But it says the disciples scolded those who brought children, saying, don't bother him with this now. But Jesus overheard them and said, I want little children to come to me, for heaven's kingdom realm is composed of beloved ones like these. Listen to the truth, listen to this truth, no one will enter the kingdom of heaven unless he becomes like one of these. And he laid his hands on them and went away. um, We've just been on holiday and it was really nice. I said to a few of you on the way in, the sun is still up there, it's still really warm. It hasn't disappeared, honestly. It was, oh, it was just, I will not go on about it. That wouldn't be unfair. But we had a really nice time. But we were on the beach, and for a couple of days, well, we went on the beach every day, pretty much. But there was a family that were just um, playing on the beach, family of five. I think they were East European, I'm not sure. But the kids in this family just had the greatest time. Everything that they could possibly need was provided. There were snacks. There were ice creams, there was sun cream, there was a parasol, there was a shade, there was a blanket, there were towels, there was a bucket and spade, there were a couple of Game Boy things, whatever they call that now, but there were lots of consoles. Literally everything that these kids wanted was there. It was provided for them. They didn't have to do a thing. They didn't have a care in the world. Everything they needed was provided. And they didn't look worried about where the snack was going to come from because they knew where the snack was going to come from. They knew everything they needed was from one source, mum and dad. Now, to be fair, the mum and dad were amazing. Well, the mum was incredible. She, she, honestly, seriously, she did not stop all day. I mean, we, were, well, we got there fairly late. They'd obviously been there earlier. But she did not stop all day. She was cleaning these you know, getting the sand off the towels, getting the parasol right, putting hats on, putting sun cream on, going and fetching water. She was digging sandcastles. Dad was in the sea playing with the boys, football. You know, they were busy, nonstop, all day. And I just, you know, what a picture. When was the last time that you felt like you didn't have a care in the world? When was the last time that all the hassle, cooking, the finance, paying the bills, the cost of living problem, the price of fuel, my job, what my boss thinks, getting everything ready, the future, careers, this, that, everything, all these things that crowd in. And I just felt God say to me, tell them, you worry too much. I have everything that you need. I have everything. That you need. There's all those verses in do not strive, do that. You know, we hear all of that. But you know, before, you know, when the promise is given, I was thinking of that as we were there uh, listening to this, the promise of God is given to us. But actually, it's a long time. Well, there's a lot of space between the promise and the fulfillment. And it's what we do in that space and in that gap. And I just really feel the Lord wants to say to us, don't worry, I have it covered. I have everything that you need. You don't know where you're going, but you know you're going to be okay. My sheep know my voice. Just listen. You do hear from God. He does speak to you. He's not distant. He's not far off. There are situations, there are circumstances, there are relationships that I don't know about you, but sometimes you look at these things and you think, I just don't know how this. There's, this is never going to change. This is too difficult. I'm stuck in this. It's great for JP praying about his niece, but you know I've got stuff that I've prayed for. You know, and the result hasn't come right for me. But if it hasn't come right. It's not over. And I just believe that God is saying, come up here. Come up here with me. Get a new, a fresh perspective on my truth, on my promise. We dedicated Flossie today, but God doesn't love Flossie any more than he loves you. You're less, not less unique than Flossie. That you're precious, that you're important. You are the best. You're the best Charlotte that there ever was, that there ever is. You're the best. And the Lord is looking over your life right now and saying, Come on, I will trust the promise. I will lead you safe to shore. And if you're in the middle, if you're in that gap between the promise, the fulfillment come on to the beach because there's ice creams there's snacks i'm not saying these things are going to go away but there's a grace and there's an understanding of what's come the future is not a scary place the future is not unknown because i know the plans that i have for you and what are they you all know it plans to prosper you plans to bless you, not to harm you, not for your ill, but trust in me. Everything I need is in him. Everything you need is in him. So I'm not worried about Flossie, because those everlasting arms are there. She's got the best parents that she could ever possibly have or need, because they've been handpicked watch over her. As parents, you've been handpicked to look after your kids. You have everything you need. You're not a bad parent. You're You're the best parent. You're the only parent that they need. You're the best husband. You're the best daughter. You're the best. You're what God intended. You are carriers of his glory, carriers of his spirit. You're carriers of that seed. And wherever you go, that seed is being planted. And sometimes it's tough ground and it's hard. And that was a great word, that was a great word. But actually, God is always working. Even when I don't feel it, even when I don't see it, he is working, he is working. Just say that, to, just say that, he is working. Come on, amen, that's a, that's a good word. Um, but that whole thing about perspective is we need a fresh perspective on God's word. We went down. Um, one of the things we love to do when we're on holiday is we like a croissant for breakfast. Nice, fresh croissant. Oh, my goodness. Nice coffee. Karis hates coffee. But we love coffee and croissant. So we go down to this pastelleria. Woo-hoo! My Spanish is good. Um, to go and get this croissant. So we'd seen this, this place. yet they look amazing. Karis went down first day, got one. My turn the next day, I go down and I can see a cafe and I think, where is this place? I thought I knew where it was. It's not there. A couple of stores a bit further on, they were all closed. It must be closed. What am I going to do? There's another store that's selling them. So I can go to the other store. As I'm paying for the croissants, they had a few left. I see across the way and I can see the store. I've walked straight past it. But it also doubles up as a cafe. So I looked at the cafe and thought, oh, that's not it. But my perspective from a different place suddenly opened up something completely new. Perspective is so important. The way we see, so all this moving around, I'm sorry about all of that, but what things are there that you're looking at that God says you need to take a fresh look? You need to see this differently. You need to see this how I see it. Only you can answer that question. Lord, we just want to thank you that the plans that you have for us are good, that you are the perfect God. We want to thank you that we're your children. We want to thank you that we have the best father that has ever been and can ever be that your love, that your grace for us is strong and deep and everlasting. It is from life's first cry, to final breath, the completeness of your love, you encapsulate and envelop us in your kindness and your goodness. And you pour into us your courage and your strength. And that there is grace for us, for whatever comes our way. Lord, I thank you that it says in your word that we are more than conquerors. It says that I can do all things through Christ, not in my own ability, but through your strength, that you pour and you cascade over us. That I don't need to do anything on my own. That you're always with me. That you're always walking alongside me. That you're always whispering, this is the way. Walk in it. Oh, Lord, I thank you for the completeness of our salvation. That it isn't just to get us into heaven, but it is about using our gifts and our abilities and everything that you've input within us to bring about the restoration of all things. Lord, that's a huge challenge, isn't it? The thing is, how do we do that? How do we get to that mindset? I don't know. It's difficult, and it's a battle, and sometimes it's a struggle. But the only advice that I can give you is this, is it's the same advice that was given to Joshua. Joshua 1.8. You know that verse? It says, be strong, be very courageous, and keep going. And when it looks bad, don't worry. It's not bad. But it says this. It says, meditate on my word. Meditate on this book because this is all you need. This is life giving. In this place is everything that you need. All the truth, all the promise, all the strength comes from this. Why? Because it's not just a book, but this is a living word. And God will speak to you through this and give you fresh perspective. I don't know about you, but you can read the same things over and over again, and sometimes you follow the same path. But actually, sometimes it changes, and things become fresh and new, and God reveals something completely different from another perspective with a different light on it, with a different viewpoint. But read this word. Read your Bible. Do Bible in one year. I love Nicky Gumbel. He does... He, he must be great for preachers because there's so many illustrations. It's like, oh my goodness, I must write that one down. And one illustration that he gives was this. Just just come to my mind. It was it, there's, there's a painting of an old master, an old master painting thing. And um, people had looked at this painting for years and couldn't work out because all of the perspectives were wrong. It didn't fit. It was a picture of Jesus and Mary, or Mary holding Jesus. But all the background was completely out of focus. It just didn't work. And it's been a mystery for many years. So, but one guy apparently dropped something on the floor and as he went down to pick whatever it was up, he was on his knees, and looking from the point of being on his knees, the perspectives all fell into alignment that life suddenly, when we're on our knees before Jesus, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, when we're looking through the lens of Jesus, everything has the right perspective. (coughs) And wow, it was amazing. This secret that had been hidden for years was suddenly revealed like that. But the Bible is like that. The mystery, the difficulties, the hardness, the strife, the worries, the cares, the concerns. All of the answers are here. And it's not just a musty old book written a long time ago with no relevance. It's a living word that the Holy Spirit anoints and uses. I'm going to finish there.